Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Game Junk Podcast, episode 110, recording on Sunday, June 19th, 2022. My name is Frank. My name is Sean. And my name is Andrew. And we'll be talking about uh, a few smaller showcases that happened this week, Capcom and uh, a Final Fantasy VII anniversary showcase. Talk a bit about Sonic Frontiers, open world gameplay, talk a bit about what we played, including uh, Shredder's Revenge. But before that, happy Father's Day to both of you. It is Father's Day. Thank Thank you. You You both had busy days. Hope it was a good one. (laughs) (laughs) But... uh, that's it. We're done with Father's Day. Let's get to the games. And we'll start with the uh, Capcom Showcase, which wasn't that exciting, but uh, I think some Resident Evil fans would be pretty happy with what they heard there. I know on the Discord, uh, some people were, were very uh, pumped about a few of the announcements later in the show. But let's start at the beginning. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak is coming out in a couple of weeks, DLC for Monster Hunter Rise. Has anyone played a Monster Hunter game? I played Monster Hunter World briefly. That's about Mm -hmm. it for me, too. Yeah, I haven't played any. There's a lot of them now, and I've always kind of been like, I'm kind of of curious, but where do you even start at this point? That's a good question. I think the, the Rise reviews are actually quite good. It seems a bit smaller than some of the other... Uh, Monster Hunter games, and it looks pretty cool. I mean, I should love this series. I love big creatures and weird animals and shit, so uh, I've always wanted to get into it, and then when every time I try, it's not that great. So, if you know, if you're listening or watching, and I ask this a lot, what is so great about this series? Why do people love it? Tell me what I'm missing out on. Uh, I need to know. Because I did download the Sunbreak demo. I might give it a whirl. And sometimes with a game, you just don't know the right approach to take or knowing what's great about it can help you understand uh, what what is great about it because it's not obvious sometimes. And even with Souls Likes and From Software games, sometimes it takes a few tries to finally figure out, oh, I get it now. I get it now. And I don't get Monster, Monster Hunter yet, so... Maybe one I of these. Like, uh, I feel like co-op, like that's one of the big selling points, right? That you can like team up with a bunch of people and take down like these giant monsters and stuff. I don't know if you've ever tried it co-op, but absolutely not. I can't imagine <laughs> myself ever doing it. But uh, maybe that's it. So let us know. Uh, anyone have anything else to say about Monster Hunter in general? No. Okay. Next, uh, a little bit more information for Street Fighter VI. Not really. It was almost just like, we mentioned this already. This is the Capcom showcase. Let's take a look a bit a bit more. Uh, did, I guess, illuminate a little about the, the campaign mode or playing through as a character to experience the world, but honestly, not much there. Didn't they announce like a new character too? Or was that another? It feels like they just broke up all the Street Fighter Six news across like three or four different press conferences. Yeah, I, I I didn't pick up anything new, but maybe to a hardcore Street Fighter player, there's something new there. And going along with uh, fighting games, there was the Capcom Fighting Collection, which is coming out soon, uh, which has a lot of fighting games. And some of those games are also featured in the Capcom Arcade Stadium Volume 2, 
uh, which is coming out later this year. The, the first one I actually downloaded because Street Fighter 2 was free uh, as part of this showcase. So I tried it out briefly. It's a little rough. The reviews on Steam were not great, but uh, I don't know. I always wanted to love Darkstalkers and some of those uh, monster fighting games. So I, I don't know. 50 bucks. These collections are getting pretty expensive. I know Sonic Origins, uh, it's like four games and it's $50 in Canada. That's seems like it's pushing it for like really not much different. Maybe some HD textures, which with like 16 bit stuff, who cares? Yeah. The Sonic one is definitely, I think trying to capitalize on the movies and just trying to be like, Hey, if you want to get into the Sonic games, here's where you start. But those games have been around for a long time in much cheaper ways. Yeah. If they did a graphics overhaul or, you know, reimagined, you know, 16 bit like graphics and had, you know, the wonder boy collection or some of the other ones that you change the, the filter in real time and see the different versions, there would be a pretty good case for buying that, I think. But as is yikes. Yeah, I agree. Any Capcom ones, anything, uh, like moving your needle in any of these fighting things, not maybe not the fighter collection, but the arcade, stadium collection I'm kind of interested in that 32 games is like there's a lot of stuff there so now you buy the portal it's essentially a portal for getting different collections it's i don't think you can buy individual games you buy them in groups uh, i think in total it adds up to about 50 or 60 dollars to get all the games so uh mm-hmm. not that that's terribly overpriced for the amount of games you're getting but uh it's an interesting strategy for releasing some of these older games. And I don't know. I, I, I guess I just like it when you buy it and get everything in the retro collections. Yeah. I would prefer it that way as well. Cause then you start thinking, well, which ones do I really want? And then you're like, actually, I don't want any of them. <laughs> so yeah. I'm just not going to buy this. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Next was an update on exo primal, which is like kind of a strange action game co-op team-based dinosaur hunting game, which there have been a lot of. We've talked about this before. Games that feature slaughtering dinosaurs in huge masses. Uh, But I'm oddly intrigued by this game. It's got a weirdness to it that I like, and the idea of hordes of dinosaurs could be fun. After what I saw in this showcase, I'm actually less interested. I thought when they were attacking the dinosaurs, there was like almost no an- like reaction animations. The combat felt kind of uh, boring or at least less interesting than I remembered it last time. So uh, I, I, I'm not writing this game off, but this presentation didn't do much for me. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird mix of stuff. It's dinosaurs and mechs. Um, I'm kind of interested as well, but I'm guessing it's probably not my thing. But, you know, I'm, I'm keeping it open. Mind. I'm guessing it might be no one's thing, but we'll see. <laughs> my needle is completely unmoved for everything we've talked about so far. <laughs> How are the lids doing? <laughs> they're good. They're they're. They're Lids up. are up. up. Ready to go. Okay. Lids are up. Needle well, is down. These game announcements aren't helping. <laughs> no, they're not. Wait for something to talk about. Uh, I will say I haven't played Exo Primal yet. 
Uh, but I can definitively say it's better than Ark and possibly Ark 2. Uh, next, yes. Dragon's Dogma t- didn't say anything in this conference. They said there's going to be a, a Dragon's Dogma 10th anniversary uh, video separately a few days later. I did watch that. I've always been curious about Dragon's Dogma. I don't even know why. Like, I think I've, through hearsay, heard good things about it. But watching this 10th anniversary video, uh, I didn't know there was like a climbing mechanic inspired by Shadow of the Colossus. And I did get it as part of the Capcom Humble Bundle a few weeks back. So I downloaded it today. We'll see if I play it. But I've always been curious to try uh, Dragon's Dogma. Any of you played it? I did. Yeah, I, I didn't play very much. I think I played a few hours. If I recall the first, when this game came out, it was like after the first Dragon Age. Uh, and so I, I kind of picked it up kind of looking for something in the same vein as that, but it's not, it, I don't recall it being. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, based on what the developers were saying, the video was just a retrospective about where the game came from. And uh, it ended by announcing Dragon's Dogma 2 is in development. Uh, I'm sure it's still a ways out, but it definitely seemed like it's more action-based than RPG-based, which I, I kind of like personally. So, Yeah, I know a lot of people really like this game, but I never really got into it 10 years ago or whatever when it first came out. Uh, I would be interested to revisit it, though. Uh, definitely. Well, Capcom bundle on, on Humble, 25 bucks, you get... Monster Hunter World, Devil May Cry 5, Devil May Cry HD Collection, Dragon's Dogma. It's actually a pretty good bundle. I'm not sure how much longer it's up there for. I think Dragon's Dogma itself is also on sale on a bunch of platforms. I think it's $6. Like five bucks yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah, in Canada. So, yeah, I might give it a poke. We shall see. Uh, ask the Discord what they thought about it today. A couple responses, but nothing overwhelming. If, if we need to play dragon's dogma let us know in the comments so just real quick on the uh the press conference for the sequel which they did eventually announce did they show anything there or was it just an announcement kind of thing (laughs) t-shirts they had t-shirts saying uh dragon's dogma 2 that they revealed after 10 minutes of history about the first dragon's dogma. So unless you're a D dogma head, forget about it. It's, it's not going to do much for you. You can skip it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, next getting into the resident evil portion of the show, starting with DLC announcements for resident evil village shadows of Rose, which is in third person and led into a third person mode with Ethan uh, you'll be able to replay Village in third person. I think all of this stuff, sorry, and some mercenary stuff being added uh, to Village as well. Not that I know much about it, but all of that coming in October, I believe it was October 28th. Uh, I don't see a date here. I'm, pretty sure. yes, I'm looking at. That's what I wrote down, October 28th. And so this this is like obviously paid DLC, right? Like it's not yeah, just it's free update or something. Uh, and then after that was Resident Evil 4 trailer, pretty much the same trailer we saw before. And then a bit more talk about changing the zombies and, uh, some of the plans for the game, but honestly, very little to see with the game. 
Yeah. So one real interesting thing, though, that's come out of this. Real interesting. I, well, I mean, it's kind of interesting. I, I don't know if you guys notice it, but there is a brief thing at the end of the trailer where it looks like you can move while aiming, which you could not do in the original Resident Evil 4. And I mean, like I saw people talking about this and some people saying that's amazing. Some people saying this totally ruins the game. But like when you watch the trailer, it's so subtle that I'm like, was that even what we saw? Like, I, I can't be sure. Like, it almost looks like he was aiming and maybe there was like some ambient movement or something there. Like, I can't tell for sure unless there is some other video somewhere that I didn't see. Uh, but I am kind of curious what how that plays out, because I, I do think there was a good balance there between the action and sort of the, you know, obviously the tension of survival horror where you kind of move slowly and you have to, your actions are, you have to choose very carefully what you're doing. And I think going more action could be fun, but yeah, I agree. It might take away from some of the tension. So I don't know, but the, I, I, you know, before I said, I don't know if this remake is moving my needle, but I'm kind of, feeling like maybe i will uh it's weird i i'm pretty sure in the resident evil 2 and 3 hd remakes you could move while aiming so i can't see well, that's why. and that's why i think a lot of people are assuming that would be the case anyway it would make sense it feels so. like it's a continuation of those games so uh I'll, I'll be honest sean i felt the tension in those games and i felt like my decisions were consequential so uh I'm not buying it. I don't care. I want to be able to move. I'm not living on the GameCube anymore, bud. I've moved on. I mean, I guess you like if you're trying to sell people online to replay this game, that's one way to do it. Hey, now you can do things you couldn't do in the other game. So I, I get it. But yeah. Sean, will you actually play this game? It's going to be a big deal. You love Resident Evil. Resident Evil 4 is one of your favorite games of all time. You've bought every one, multiple ones. To be fair, you did finish seven. Uh, will you play your favorite Resident Evil game in remastered form? Well, I will say I'm a lot closer to saying yes. <laughs> but perhaps the more important you're... question, will you buy it? Probably. But the next announcement you're about to get to is going to be kind of lead into how i feel about playing part four because i still haven't played the remakes of two and three and now that there's a next gen update it's probably time to do that there is no chance you play these games but you should they're short they're not big games they're exactly they're, they're the fun they're short yeah they look great there's action they rock dude i platinum them both with cheating, of course, like I, I used uh, infinite <laughs> ammo. Uh, I, I didn't do it for real, but I thoroughly enjoyed both of those remakes. So I'm pumped for part four. Give it to me. Now, is this trailer for part four any different than what they had shown at the Summer Game Fest or whatever? The it was? first hour or the first minute and a half, like that, like trailer it's basically it is the exact same trailer as far as i can tell and then after that they followed it up with a little more footage concept art but was that the walking through the forest extended yes. cut okay i don't even think no i think they showed uh 
I, I don't know. I'm, it's bleeding together with the RE8 DLC, but. I think a little bit of that part where he kind of comes to the house was already in the trailer somewhere. I, I think the the first part of this presentation was the exact same trailer. Okay. Yeah, That's and what I, I think too. there was just like a little more narration and some additional yeah. tidbits. Yes. Uh, and then finally, I think the probably the announcement people were most excited about was Resident Evil 7, Resident Evil 2, and 3 remakes, HD remakes, getting... I like that they said current gen upgrades. They didn't say next gen. They said current gen. If that's not your current gen, you're living in the past. You are playing <laughs> garbage gen versions of those games. You need to step it up. I have not looked in to see if there is uh, auto pop trophies on these. I will be doing it very soon. Two auto pop plats coming my way. Can't wait. And uh, I'm going to feel so good getting them. But apparently this is a, a big-time needle mover for Sean. He's going to play them now. Yeah, I mean, it's giving me the push that I probably needed. Not that I don't have a million other games on my list right now, but uh, these are in there somewhere. Needle is up. Uh, my needle is down. <laughs> <laughs> As it should be. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. We're not giving a, a grade for this. I refuse to give a grade for these uh, like miniature shows. I'm not going to waste my thought energy, my words, anything about giving these a star or a letter grade. Never mind star ratings. Fuck. That'd be out of control. All right. We're done with Capcom. Although, I, last thing I'll say, I did like the intro to the show for, with the spotlight, the Capcom spotlight on the C letter. Uh, very small, but kind of slick. Mm-hmm. Capcom underrated typeface on the Capcom logo. <laughs> I dig it. Uh, next, we'll get to the Final Fantasy VII 25th anniversary celebration full of news and announcements. Huck, you are our resident Final Fantasy aficionado. Uh, just before we get into specifics, I'm not a big Final Fantasy person. I love Seven Remake. Lots of Final Fantasy Seven news here. How much did you care? Mm, I would say I would have about 50% care. 50% care. 50% of the announcements I cared for. Okay. Well, I mean, just, and just for people who didn't see it, I, I I watched it. I was a little confused at first and didn't realize that it was just Final Fantasy VII related stuff, which is crazy that there's a whole, I mean, it wasn't that long, but like that they could have a whole showcase for stuff that's just spinoffs or remakes for part seven. You, I mean, they started the show with kind of going over every game that or movie that was related to that series. I, I don't know if I said this, but it is the 25th anniversary of Final Fantasy VII, one of the most influential and popular games of all time. Uh, starting with that, it's available on Steam now, currently on sale, debated buying it. Uh, I will buy it at some point, that's for sure. It's on sale for a few more weeks. Still no Microsoft announcement which I'm kind of surprised by. Maybe it is permanently exclusive. I remember them saying it's a timed exclusive, but maybe that was just for PC. I don't know if this thing's ever coming to Xbox. 
I mean, it it was on uh, PlayStation Plus, which I, I don't know if that means anything, but it feels like Sony's definitely aligned. I mean, I'm glad. Anything that I can use that's a great game and legit great game like Final Fantasy VII Remake, if I can hold that over gangrene with, and <laughs> like make the blue haze stronger, that's, that's a win for me. I don't even go there because I assumed it was going to come out eventually. So that's great. That's great news on the blue haze front. Uh, apparently is playable on Steam Deck in some regions. Don't know what that means. Like the region thing. Maybe Steam Deck isn't available in some places. Uh, out of the 50-50 you discussed, Huck, where was yeah. the uh, Buster Sword alarm clock? Ooh, Is that actually, in the 50 you cared that. about? That's, or? that's huge. Huge. <laughs> huge needle mover. To change colors. The colors of the materia can change on the sword. Oh. Some other Glorious. huge collectibles. Uh, there was some mobile game announcements. The first one, I don't remember the name for. Uh, first Soldier. First Soldier. Have you tried that? That's out? I, I tried it briefly, could not get into it. I, I do not like mobile gaming at all. Um, so, I don't know. I did download Diablo Immortal, though, but have yet to hit yet to tap on it so <laughs> i don't know if i'll ever get to it but yeah this game's been out for a while this was for their season three content i think i was expecting it to be more like final fantasy 7 style gameplay but it's more like a generic actiony, third, you know what it looks like binary yeah. domain you must it does kind of look like <laughs> binary domain i must say you gotta get maybe on i'll that. play it. maybe i'll play it now I mean, I don't care about this next game, but it looked way better to me. The Ever Crisis, that's almost like a Final Fantasy VII. Funko Pop. Yeah, but I mean, taking the original art style and improving it in in a lot of ways. So, yeah, it's this one is kind of weird because it was like Final Fantasy VII and they showed a lot of stuff from like the original Final Fantasy game, Final Fantasy VII game. But then they have called it Ever Crisis not just like Final Fantasy VII Mobile. It seems like well, a lot of the things are focusing on like spoiler alert uh, at the end of Seven Remake. It seems like they're trying to expand on the Zack Cloud yes. story and all of this of stuff Zach. seems to be tapping into that. I don't yeah. know if this, uh, this new Zack uh, party where like everyone's loving the Zach story is going to work out. I, I find Zach terribly uninteresting and unless they're going to add some stuff to uh, take the main character, turn his hair black and make this a big deal. There should be cool ideas. They're even playing the original seven. I was like, okay, so it's a clone. They're the same person. This, this is a cool idea, but I, I didn't really learn much about it or I don't even remember what the point of it is in either of those. Did- did you ever play Crisis Core no. on the PSP? So, okay. I mean, we should say uh, there yeah. is a Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII reunion uh, coming in the style of Final Fantasy VII Remake, which, yeah. I, I mean, I remember that, uh, the like, uh, what do you call it, jackpot system or whatever in the corner. I'm actually yeah. kind of excited for this. It's coming this winter, and I'm, yeah. I'm into more Final Fantasy VII Remake stuff. Yeah, it... I now I don't know if they ever explicitly said it is a remake of Crisis Core or if it's just something similar to the Crisis Core game or a spin-off or I'm not sure exactly what it is kind of the same as that mobile Final Fantasy 7 
game. A little nebulous, you might say, with all these announcements. Very nebulous. (laughs) Uh, But I'm also excited. I really – I thought it was a little strange because it it definitely looked – it had the same style as Final Fantasy VII Remake, but it didn't quite look as polished. So I don't know if that's because it is, like, going to be mobile, but it looked like it was controller. Yeah, so I, I, oh, it it's definitely not hard. mobile. It's it said PlayStation Four, Xbox. What I'm trying oh, to it. remember is if it said Switch. I think it might have said Switch, mm. which would explain that. Do do okay. not quote me on this. I don't know, but it's definitely. Yeah. Uh, it looks gear- like it is coming to Switch. Yes, so I think that's okay. We're all that. So they had to scale everything down. Yeah, big time. It's okay. running on uh, garbage gen platforms, not current gen. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Very, yeah. very astute. Uh, so finally, the big announcement of this show was finally getting Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two officially announced with a release date. It's called Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, and it comes out when? Sorry, winter. How did they next phrase winter. it? Next, next winter. Next winter, which to me reads as. February 2024 at the earliest when I see stuff like winter. But that, yeah. to be honest, it's sooner than I anticipated based on what we'd heard. And now, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say on the winter thing. When I say next winter, I would think like the next winter, but they obviously meant like two winters from now. Look, there's a lot of confusion between everyone on what next means. I think myself, Jay, and Sean on Film Junk have different interpretations of what next means depending on what day it is. Uh, Every family has their own kind of definition of what next means. I'm going to say officially, my definition of next aligns with Square Enix. (laughs) it's not this winter the the winter we just had was last winter this winter is the one coming up next winter is the one after which is what everyone should use (laughs) so thank you square enix for getting it right (laughs) i I think frank's at least right that the farthest away this could possibly be is what it means (laughs) sean coming at my definition of next and this uh uh, don't worry, I picked up what you're putting down there. That's fine. We'll agree <laughs> to disagree. But yeah, I my prediction is this game will release January 2025. <laughs> That's probably a good it's, prediction, it's, actually. It's definitely a sneaky way of not having to put a year on it. Yes. So. And I'm also basing that prediction on what we saw in this tease. It was literally Cloud and Sephiroth walking. That's it. Uh, I mean, I'm sure people are discussing, is there going to be an open world map? Is this going to expand the game like the original did when you leave Midgar? My prediction for that is it will not. It is going to take uh, that game and condense it down a linear pathway. I don't think there's going to be an open world map. I don't think you're going to be able to go wherever you want. I think it's going to force you down a particular pathway. Well, but they did say it's it's officially a trilogy, right? Correct. That as well. And they said the last one, I mean, we have to do it. Anyone care to guess or make predictions on what the last in the three will be called? We have Remake, Rebirth, and what's the last one? Redeath. 
Redeath. <laughs> Regenesis. Mine is Reunion. And uh, the they whole- already called the Crisis Core one that. Shit. Crisis Core Remake Reunion. Well, there you go. It's the bookends to this trilogy. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. I mean, I thought Reunion because, I mean, I think the whole thing is going to recycle back so that Aerith lives and they get reunited in the end of that game. There you go. Recycle. Final Fantasy VII Recycle will be the last one. Okay. You heard, you heard the predictions here first. Uh, I think some people were saying Resurrection. But it seems like the emphasis is on re, not like you'd have to keep that solid sound, mm-hmm. not re. Oh, for sure, right? <laughs> isn't Everybody that the isn't that the trilogy cred? <laughs> yeah, re- <laughs> it's resurrection. <laughs> resurrection. <laughs> okay, Hawk. We both love Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah. Did this announcement mean anything to you? I mean, all I took out of it is okay. It's getting made, which we already knew. It's not a big deal. Yeah. So I, so I think if I, if my, I'm going to put my Final Fantasy VII cred on the line, but I think this walking section is from Nimbleheim. Yeah. Which is like a very important town in like Final Fantasy lore. And there, I think there is kind of a scene in the original game where Cloud is walking with Sephiroth. Oh, yeah, for in sure. In a that, very similar yeah. fashion. That's in the, the flashback. Past. They do the flashback yeah. of how we yeah. met Sephiroth. So the way that the talking was going, though, it made it sound like it was current and not like a dream, from uh, what I remember. Yeah, I, so, I, I think in the original, all the it's a combination of both. So yeah. it's framed with like... Cloud telling yeah. a story over the flashback, but stuff's yeah, yeah, happening right, yeah. within the flashback True. that is current time then. So uh, th- that lines up with the original game. I just think, yeah. you know, they're really being withholding about open world stuff, which to me means it's not there. Yeah, but they, and they did show uh, like the meteor coming in and hitting the planet, which is, you know, part of the original kind of story aspect of it and they, there was a lot of I found it kind of interesting how they the choice of words especially with the dialogue with Aerith and uh, uh, Cloud in the kind of over talking where she's like what do you mean you saw me die or something like that like they're they're like implying like he now has these visions of the future which was established at the end of the yeah the remake and you know, it, technically, it could be Zach talking. We don't know. They, I assume, have the same voice. Uh, I don't think that's how the story goes. Okay, I don't know. So you, I'm yeah. trusting you. You're putting your Final Fantasy VII cred I, on the line. I am actually. I don't. <laughs> I think Zach is not is real. Zach is a real person. Right, but aren't they clones? Cloud is aren't, the clone. But they're clones. Not Zach. No, not Zach. But they're Zach's like a. A legit soldier, I think, like a person that became a soldier that was like first class, and then Cloud was a clone, and kind of somehow his like memory got imprinted, thinking he was Zach. Oh, okay. I thought. I think. And I, I could again be wrong. don't know it's this. Little- I thought Cloud and at least Cloud was a clone, or one was a clone of each other, 
Because don't they look exactly the same, just with different color hair? Uh, I mean, they wear the same I mean, uniform. I don't, I don't remember in Remake, but in the original, it's literally the same model. So that makes you think that... that yeah, uh, I could be wrong. I don't know. that The story when this happens in the original gets a little dicey. Hey. <laughs> Look, I'm not, I don't care about your cred for Final Fantasy, but the listeners might. So let us know. I know. I might... You know what? I, we may need to pause the show while I back up my cred with no. research. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find no, out. It'll allowed. it'll all come out in the wash this week. We, <laughs> we will know. Uh, either way, sweating I, over here. I now, still I trust you over me. Uh, so that's it for the Final Fantasy VII anniversary. Short, semi-sweet. Anything else to add? Didn't really show much. Really, like like you said, they showed them walking. Um, I mean, it's just cool that they are going to have Nibelheim. I guess. And obviously, there's a lot. I mean, a lot of the story kind of hinges on Nibelheim and the original. So obviously, they're going to go back and do the mansiony stuff and all that. So, well, I mean, I I don't have any plans, but do you guys have plans for the Final Fantasy VII 25th anniversary? What are you guys going to do? Uh, I don't know. Might watch a movie or something. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Huck, got I'll, probably, uh, I'll probably stain my deck. <laughs> okay. Well, the, the anniversary <laughs> is September 7th. Oh, okay. Uh, so I, I think the, the Japanese anniversary already happened. So, you know, not a bad time to stain your deck. Hopefully, you don't want to do it when it's too hot. So, you might get a nice temperature there. <laughs> I, I actually thought it was like today or tomorrow. So, I, I did my first coat this morning. So, tomorrow, as long as the rain holds up, second coat going on strong. My anticipated Final Fantasy anniversary day, even though it's wrong. <laughs> okay. Uh, la- <laughs> lastly, let's dip into Sonic Frontiers uh, open world gameplay. There's been a few, like, they were sporadically releasing information about the game. Uh, I think it culminated with open world gameplay. Now, you guys are a little more in tune with this than I am. My scattered findings on the internet from various sources. People seem to be saying this game does not look good or uh, perhaps channeling some of the uh, sonic rage we saw with the first movie trailer. I don't know why. (laughs) It almost seems calculated at this point with Sonic to get attention. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go into conspiracy mode when it comes to Sonic. But I watched the gameplay footage. Before I get into it, what did you guys think? And am I right? Are people fucking pissed about this footage? Some people seem to be pissed. Uh, Well, I'll say, like, so originally I think it leaked. There was, like, a leak of the original teaser or something that just was floating around online. And I thought it looked kind of cool. Then I see that people are not very happy with this. Then I think they released the teaser officially... And then there was the gameplay thing, which I don't know if that was part of one of the show, the showcases for Summer Game Fest. I don't know where that came from, but it's out there. It's like a seven-minute-long video, just a slice of gameplay. And I got to say, I still think it looks pretty good. Like, I, I was like, this is a game I would want to play. I, I, I understand I'm not the biggest Sonic fan to begin with, and I have not 
I've never been, I haven't played a ton of Sonic games. Look, I borderline hate Sonic and it was on my top 100 <laughs> games of all time. So well, we, when it comes to Sonic, who knows where this is going to land? We definitely talked about it on under the uh, overrated franchises episode. Um, and, you know, the I guess the thing I will say is like, it feels like a good use of his speed where it's like you have this big open world for him to run in and you can actually see what's ahead of you so you can move you can do things like it seems like a good use of it and it just i thought the world looked cool now some people i think been comparing it to breath of the wild and maybe it feels a little bit um bit of a rehash of that i think partially because he's exploring these kind of like ruins that have like a bit of this blue glow on them but like Okay. Shit, we we can't do blue stuff anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's where it comes from. Like, but but, and I guess the other thing is, there's no enemies. I don't think in the gameplay that we're in. So so maybe that's something to be worried about. I don't know. But I just I like the look of the exploration and like there's some puzzly type stuff in there. I, I thought it looked cool. All right, Sean, you wait in. Huck, are you taking Sonic wow. side or internet side? Well. Huh. I was busy confirming that my my take on Zach was correct, but I did hear that you guys actually liked the game, which I am blown away. I haven't away weighed in yet. I haven't weighed oh, Sean weighed in. We, we know you, where you stand. You just said that you hate Sonic, but – so we know where you stand, Frank. Don't try to hide it. I'll break this uh, tie. This game was a giant turd. I don't know how you guys think this looked good. Okay, giant open nothingness, but there's magical – glide rails or guide rails guardrails whatever the hell you grind on grind uh, rails do you, you want to look, look that up after you look up the Zach I, stuff I, yes i do <laughs> uh but like i i couldn't like i know that it looked like it was open world but half the time that sonic was running around i was trying to put my mind as if i was playing it I had no idea where to go. The camera was constantly flipping around to give you all these awesome camera views of, of him grinding these wheels and grinding these rails and whatever. Grind those grind running. wheels all day. Yeah. And like, I'm like, I wouldn't know where to go. What buttons is he getting? Hit? Like, it's the same Sonic shit just now. It's a 3D camera spinning around his body. Like, there are, I think they did the game a possibly huge disservice by not having any HUD on the ga- on the on the video. So you have no idea how he's making these decisions of where to go. Like it's a giant open field and he just like happens to hit these like purple speed boosters and then like these magic balloon things that pop him up in the air and he like dashes at the exact perfect direction to hit the next one like come on. Like there better be some sort of something in the game to tell the player where to go. No one's ever going to find that shit. I mean they might stumble across one or two but like i will not know where to go where to at all in this game i'm gonna get bumped up onto this giant tower and then i'm just gonna like jump off like oh that's fun like and i climb this giant tower to get a couple more coins which i could have gotten by just walking through the world to get a f- couple more coins like oh, that's why game, why man. am i doing this that's every game why do i climb any tower look <laughs> For an upgrade. Come on. I got a better sword. We've got two. I didn't think this was going to get this passionate, but I've got to weigh in and pick a side. And I hate to say it. I'm on Sean's side. I know you are. Even though I say Sonic is perhaps the most overrated game game franchise of all time, 
I don't think it looked that bad. It definitely looked unpolished to me in two particular areas. Um, transition animations and transitions between game modes. So especially the climbing walls, when he would stick oh, yeah. to the wall, it was like a millisecond or sorry, a whole second between like going from climbing to jump. And that looks like it would be extremely frustrating. So, but that's fixable. That's not like you can't fix that. I also found the camera movement to be a little overwhelming and kind of speaking on Huck's thoughts that it's hard to follow or know where you're going. I don't think the camera presentation did much in that, but I agree with Sean that Sonic suits itself to an open world, like being able to go fast and cover large spaces uh, and know without having to make, like see far ahead in the distance is a good thing uh, and should be good. If anything, I thought the world was too densely packed. Like you were saying there was grind rails everywhere. Like who's, where are these coming from in this world design? I thought there was too much stuff in an area. So I, I hope they space it out a bit more, but the thing I actually like the tower, the idea of using sonic powers and skills to climb a very high tower and then fall very far and fast was a nice open world take on Sonic or using Sonic ideas. And lastly, oh, I, the developers of this game need to look at Solar Ash for inspiration. Solar Ash is very similar grinding open world exploration, maybe not as fast, but I would be borrowing a lot of ideas from that game especially for polish and camera and direction and kind of guiding the player in a fat potentially fast-paced open world so and lastly lastly this is the most important thing the thing i'm uh i'm happiest about is a mechanic returning from knights which is using your trail to circle around things and like an attack where you draw shapes, it uses it to go around an enemy and do damage. Uh, so using your speed and movement to attack rather than having to get close to an enemy. Knights had this where if you, you made a circle or loops around things, it was scoring and attack mechanics. And then they use that same at- idea to go around two switches, like almost like a word search or circling things. I think that's a cool mechanic that could be used for puzzles and ideas. Uh, I'm surprised more games haven't done it. So I am fully on board with trail drawing. Uh, in an open world context. So don't get me wrong. Don't get it twisted. This game will be shit, but <laughs> this video had promise, but it, this game is still at least two yeah. years, two years away. Yeah, you're right. When I think Sonic, I think of stopping, having the camera pull way out and slowly walking across little buttons that, that that's not light themselves as no I'm that's not that's not what you do you circle it you go quickly you draw like you use your character to draw shapes quickly well, like figure well that's what that that that's not what they did in this video oh yeah it is well look at when he's fighting the stone pillar he does a circle around it to damage it really quickly and oh, then, i was talking about the other one the, and then uh, at the end the switch is this shape yeah he draws a circle around two things he's not walking he's not he's running bud sean sean chime in here whether he's walking or running yeah, during the one where he's doing that puzzle where there's the lit up colors and he's got to salt, unlight all the colors to reach the other I, side. I mean, I, I don't Okay, so Sean just seemed like, he, seemed like he was moving faster than walking. Yeah. But, so, I mean, it, I, so <laughs> I just. Agree to disagree. 
So I just sent a link to. So there's to be fair, I was game. watching at 1.25 speed, so maybe it's fast. I may hit. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned Solar Ash, Frank, but there's this other game that suddenly is getting all this attention. It's not out yet, I don't think. It's called Haste Broken Worlds. And suddenly people are talking about this game because they're like, this is what the new Sonic should be, which is kind of interesting. I mean, I don't know. I Part of me is like, I want to know, like, are they going to now take this backlash into account and totally change the direction of what they're doing? With this I mean, game? it wouldn't be hard to do it. Just pull the camera down and add some effects on the screen. Like, well, yeah, I'm almost thinking like the only difference is that there's these those motion lines in this yeah. trailer that I'm looking at. But I thought the Sonic Frontiers looked like he was moving pretty fast at certain points. Like maybe not all the time, but again, like that's always been one of the problems with Sonic, in my opinion, is that you move so fast that when you actually have to do something, suddenly you can't do that or you hit an enemy and you grind to a halt. But I don't know. Like, again, I'm not a Sonic guy. So if all the Sonic people are like, this is not what I want, then I guess maybe you got to listen to them. But the better question is, who are the Sonic people? I, I still don't get it. <laughs> Apparently you. You're jumping on that train. I'm just not going to beat up on this game unless I think it's worth beating up on, and I, I don't think it is. All right. Uh, we're wrapping up Sonic Frontiers. Any last thoughts about this game? Nope. Okay. Let's get into what we played. I don't know if there's a lot to say, but we will be talking about dare I say, our most anticipated game of the year, at least one person here, possibly two, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Oh, yeah. Uh, finally out on Steam, PlayStation, and Xbox, part of uh, Game Pass as well. Day one launch, which is a new uh, beat-em-up Ninja Turtle game featuring six-player co-op, online, four-player local co-op that is like the classic arcade games, and uh, Turtles in Time and the Hyperstone Heist and a new version of one of those games, which everyone was kind of pumped for. Nostalgia kicking in big time. We played it a bit, co-op, Sean, for Film Junk, and I continued and beat the game today. Huck, let's go to you first. Your kids were dying to play this game. Uh, yes. You were very excited for it. Have you played it? Yes, I have. It's been a big hit. Nice. I only played it with one of my sons. The other one has been avoiding playing, but uh, we made it to, I think, the 11th stage, 10th or 11th stage. I don't know how many stages there are. 16. 16. Okay, overall, really enjoying the game, really enjoying the polish. Um, We've been playing primarily as my son's being Leonardo and I've been Splinter. So I haven't dabbled in the different characters to kind of see how range and speed and power are affected because each character has slightly different stats in those regards. Uh, but overall, really, really liking it, I would say. Sean, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I was really enjoying it as well. I mean, we'll have a video up on the Film Junk Patreon for people who are interested. I do think just that that initial play session that we played to start, there were a lot of things that I, at least I was not catching on to. Like even the idea of... Uh, I, I was confused about, so we, we played story mode. So there's like an arcade mode and story mode. The difference being arcade mode, you have three continues. And if you use them all up, basically you got to start the very beginning of the game again. Story mode lets you basically saves it after every level you've beat. And 
we were a little confused, or at least I was. You could say if you were or not, Frank. But with when people die and you're playing co-op, you can uh, heal them by giving them some pizza. But, you know, obviously there's enemies around. You can get hit if you're trying to heal them. So after a while, we kind of stopped trying to heal people because it was like, well, they just come back anyway, so who cares? But you do use up one of your continues at that point, and eventually you'll run out. And Well, I think each player has a set number of lives. And right. you increase that number by leveling up characters. That's probably my big, like it's individual. So if I was to switch to a different character, they wouldn't have those things that I've earned. And so I switched to a character late in the game and I'm like, it's, it got way harder. So I, I don't like the progression systems that it's linked to characters rather than just like the player. Uh, that would be my one complaint about the game. But I think it does do a really good job of capturing the feeling of those old games and improving on quality of life stuff without going too far with it. I think it like walks a nice, simple, accessible, uh, you know, control scheme without getting too complicated or adding too many new mechanics, but still having a little more depth than the originals. So, uh, I liked it as well. I don't think it's like amazing by any means, but it's scratching that itch exactly what it's designed to do. It does. And if my, if I had another small complaint, it feels a little too close to the originals. Like a lot of the bosses are the same bosses. I wish they would have dipped into some new territory. I mean, I don't know how much I like how many ideas there are in the turtle verse that you can pull in, but there's characters that have never gotten boss treatments in those games. And it seems like it's leaning on the, the, the typical candidates from all of those, which may be a, a calculated choice based on nostalgia, but I would rather see like some cool new ideas. I love the last boss. I will say that I thought the last boss was great. Like the idea of the boss. Cool. I thought they did a good job of, just adding enough variety to uh, the enemies. Yeah, like the, even yeah, that's the there's a lot clan, of enemies. Even the foot soldiers, like you know, you, it's pretty easy to just make a different color. But um, all the colors are pretty unique, and as soon as you see the color, you kind of recognize what their move is because there's like, um, like I I know there's there's one that is almost all black, and when you hit them, they actually like jump up and throw ninja whatever darts or whatever they are. Um, and I thought that was pretty unique. I don't know if there's ever been, you know, an enemy like that in the previous games. Uh, but also just, uh, I think this game is better than streets of rage four, which I also really enjoyed, which was a, a newer beat up game that I believe the same guys made. Um, but I like this one better. I think they, they capture the enemies, better i like i like that they have a lot of the callbacks to the original games where you can you know throw um the enemies at the screen and you know uh toss them around side to side and and uh they i think the combo stuff is new though right because there's a certain i haven't quite figured it out but there's some little special move your guys can do if you're attacking the same guy or something like that uh, there's a, the a combo time. counter if you continue to get hits on without taking damage 
there's a s- small like cool like time element too if you go a long time without doing it it can reset your combo actually that part doesn't reset it's just consecutive hits without taking damage and you build up a meter at the end of building up that meter you earn a super move which used to drain health in arcades i think to use your super move with like up and the uh, the attack button or two attack bu- two buttons at once no sorry that's what it was but so they've moved that into an economy a combo economy which works and you can unlock by the end of the game, I had unlocked three of those moves, and by using, by saving up all three, you could do like a radical move, which I mm. absolutely failed at pulling off. And it was in the last level that I got that, so I still haven't done a radical move. Uh, but uh, it's pretty fucking radical, I'll say that, even though I haven't seen it, I can't wait to see it. It's uh, a. <laughs> But now I got to use the same character again because now that I've unlocked radical moves, I have to unlock them for every character. Boring, lame. Uh, so that wasn't even the move I was talking about. I'm talking about. So I've noticed playing a splinter. If you're attacking the same guy as one of your partners, occasionally you'll get this kind of like pink glow, glow around you, and I'll do this like spin. Oh, kick. the the co-op attacks. Yeah, yeah. I, I I thought I noticed a couple when we were playing, but I did not put any thought into why or when yeah, that was yes happen. you and jay didn't so i'm not really, really sure it. exactly how those get triggered exactly but they could be they could be just that you're hitting the same guys at the same time and kind of t- tying to the combo thing frank was talking about where if you do like three or four hits in a row you get this special like room I clearing believe or it was like effect. left bumper or right bumper uh for some of that stuff but yeah, I mean, I, I definitely felt like there was a little bit more, like, I felt like I was a little more in control than I am usually in, you know, the old arcade yeah. games where it's like, you know, there's more strategy. I'm like paying attention to what the enemies are doing. I can do a role. I can, you know, I just, th- there was definitely a little more depth, I guess. Just having a dodge where, you know, you're invincible completely changes these games. And I'm sure the, it was a calculated thing with, like, sucking up quarters to want people to die. So having a dodge is pretty much all you need to make it less frustrating. And then at least it's on you. The tells are pretty reasonable for damage. So uh, it, it is for us still frustrating occasionally, but I think you could learn it if you actually really enjoyed the game or cared about it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm digging it. I don't know now that I've beaten it, will I go back and play it? To be honest, doubtful. Uh, but... Still fun while it lasted. Yeah, so what I mean, difficulty? I, Sorry, go ahead, Sean. Well, I was just going to say because you know Frank was kind of not liking the fact that you level up specific characters, but I feel like it's a short enough game that that's you know there's motivation there to play through it again, and you do unlock new characters when you beat it, right? So yes, there's some motivation character. to go back and play through again with different characters. And what? What difficulty do you play on, Frank? Well, what were the what were they? I think chill, chill, okay. cool, and gnarly, wasn't it? I thought it was chill, like okay, and gnarly. Okay, thought <laughs> so. It might be. Uh, we played okay or cool, whatever that was. Okay, we definitely weren't chill, and we definitely weren't gnarly. So we've been. I've been playing on chill, and it's still pretty challenging on chill. Uh, I found, anyways. But it was getting into the buttons, trying to figure out 
what everything does, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. I also have not been using the dodge roll, I don't think, as much as I need to be. Yes, you yeah. need to be immediately. There's that. There's the dash, which I was not using initially. I didn't. I just discovered today the charge attack. Didn't know there was a charge attack, so I didn't even watch. So there is a tutorial or something at the very beginning. That plays takes every time you play to, it. Yeah, and I just skipped it every time. <laughs> so maybe watch that. It's probably a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Figure it out. It's not that hard. Come on. All right, it's it's not that it's hard. It's just that okay. you're trained to just basically button mash in these games. So that's what you do. But there's more more variety for sure in this one. Fair enough. It's a good game. That's that's where I'll leave it. It's a good game. Probably a seven or a seven point five out of ten. Okay. Huge. All right. Anyone else have anything they played? I played. I played one more thing. I played, I believe Sean has played this game, Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion, which is yep. like a small um, action game, I guess you'd call it, uh, 2D, and you play as a turnip who is trying to avoid tax evade, taxes, Fangus taxes. He's ripping up contracts <laughs> and stuff. He's helping other people avoid their taxes. Um, it's kind of like a comedic game it's really short like two hours three hours maybe um and i liked it but i did find i was playing on the xbox one and there was some performance issues and this is not like a crazy game and i couldn't really figure out why and it happened in like one of the main towns specifically it was really bad really clunky Hmm. and i was very surprised thank you for reminding me shredder's revenge Lots of issues with that game technically. The matchmaking was broken, very infuriating. I'm sure the servers were getting hit hard, but we had a lot of trouble doing online matches in that game. Today when I was playing it, it would freeze all the time. And the only way I could get it to unfreeze is by hitting the home button on my controller. So uh, let's point out there are some major technical problems with that game. What uh, platform? Series X. Oh, were you playing online today and it was freezing or was no, it just-, just single player? It kept freezing for me. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Single player dudes. Mm. Wow. Not yeah. radical. The, uh, turnip boy game I played on the switch and I do mm. not recall any major performance issues. So I don't know. That is a little weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Overall though, really liked it. Had some funny moments. Um, I thought the gameplay was pretty fun. You kind of get weapons here and there. There's not too many weapons. Um, you kind of start off with like a watering can, and then that leads into some puzzle elements where you use it to water plants, and the plants turn into things like a bomb or like a wall, essentially, that you can push around. So those kind of lead to your kind of trip, uh, typical sort of like Zelda-y uh, puzzle mechanics. Um, but overall, I liked it. I thought it was pretty fun, and it was a nice little short little jaunt yep uh okay i got a couple quick things i have been continuing to play diablo immortal believe it or not just wanted to report back on still have not spent any money on this game i hit uh so i got to like level 32 i think and there's a point there where you have to in order to continue the main quest line you have to get to level 35 so there's a bit of grinding i had to do 
you know, I did some uh, bounties and um, challenges or whatever they are. It wasn't that big a deal. Got me to level 35, continued on. Now I've hit another point where I think I have to get to level 40. So I'm feeling like this is now how it's going to continue in the game. And now I'm starting to feel, okay, like it's not, again, not that I have to pay money to do this, but I have to grind and I'm not kind of losing the, the itch to pay with playing. your pay with your time, pay with your life. Exactly. But, uh, you know, it, I mean, I'm still surprised how much you can play of that game without really hitting any, any walls. Um, and I thought it was pretty solid. Uh, wanted to mention disc room, which was added on game pass, like, last week i think i think it's been out on steam for a couple years so it's not like a brand new game but uh i thought it was pretty fun it's kind of this bullet hell game where you're in a a series of connected rooms that just have like basically saw blades bouncing around and you have to dodge the saw blades but the interesting thing is they add these different challenges to that you have to complete to open up new doors and sometimes you actually have to get hit by blades sometimes it's like get hit by 10 different kinds of blades and then you're going to different rooms to find different types of blades and just sometimes they i mean it's kind of a puzzle mechanic for discovering the world like yeah there's like weird conceptual things that you you can't do until you get a certain power and uh it, it's it's interesting for sure yeah and it's like you know quick little usually like 30 second runs or something like that. And clearly super meat boy inspired, I would say at some level. I think so. Uh, so I was really enjoying it, but then I kind of hit one of the bosses that, uh, was a little bit like, it's like a, I don't know, maybe like a minute long or two minute long run. And you basically have to pick up these, hit these switches or something or hit these bombs. And there's like a hundred of them. And I multiple times got to 99, and died, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, I don't know if I'm going to go back to that game or not, but it was pretty fun while I was playing, and it's I think it's pretty short. I think it's like three or four hours from what I read, so worth checking out. Yeah, I was liking it. I wouldn't say loving it, but uh, it's kind of neat. Yeah, and then just lastly, I, I played a tiny bit of this. I'll probably play more for next week, but Neon White. A lot of people have been talking about this, getting a lot of good reviews, I know we talked about, okay. you know, trailers and stuff. Before you get into it, I bought that and I bought uh, Card Shark. I played okay. Card Shark a bit tonight. But I just want to say to the listeners, whenever I say people are talking about this or people are saying, I get destroyed. Who are these people? What, two people in comment section? When Sean says people are talking about this game, loving it, nobody calls out Sean on anything. Who is he saying people are? Why is he... A- <laughs> Why are his people sources unquestioned? It's a good question. I just, I think I'm just more in touch with the people than you are, Frank, but uh, more in touch with the people than me. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't know. I like I'm most of my stuff comes from Twitter and I'm seeing reactions on Twitter could be completely off base based on what the algorithm is showing me. So uh, come on, Frank, Twitter's real life, bud. (laughs) Get back hey, on Twitter. Look, I'm not – I first of all, I want to say I trust Sean when he says people are saying. If there's anyone I trust when they say people are saying things, it's Sean <laughs> and Sean's people. Sean is plugged in. He's a pop culture nut. He loves this shit. He knows what people are talking about. But other people don't know that he knows. I know. <laughs> people know that I know. 
Uh, but it is uh, on Metacritic as well. Some very strong reviews. I think it's at 88% right now. 88? That's huge. Yeah. So, uh, but, so I tried it out. And I, I will say one thing I'm pleasantly surprised about. Not a roguelike. Thought it was for some reason, but it is not. Speedrunning deck-based game. Duh. People have been the saying deck- that for a while. <laughs> True. Uh, the speedrunning is definitely something they've highlighted in the trailers. And that, I would say, is the focus of the game. But it's, uh, you know, it's a first-person game. I would almost describe it as like super hot in fast forward in a weird way because the it's all about putting together a a fast run where you're picking up items at the right spot and and picking the optimum moment to use them and and kill enemies and as you mentioned like there is this i guess deck building element maybe i haven't gotten far enough in the game to really see how you're building a deck to me it's like you're picking up these cards but the cards are just weapons or abilities I don't know why they really need to be cards other than to say they're cards because that's the cool thing right now. But, um, you know, most of them have, you either can use them or you could, they have like a discard ability, which is like you throw the card away, but you get something extra out of that. And, um, and yeah, it's, it's very fast and fluid and very fun. And there's kind of this story that feels a little bit like Hades, but it's not, specifically like it's kind of its own aren't you trying to get to hell uh there is some mention of that but uh, yeah it's not directly related to greek mythology i don't think um but yeah i mean it did remind me of that um but i'm enjoying it cool i only played about 40 minutes of card shark the just to see what it was all about and you basically are learning um like deception stuff with cards. So how to like cheat at a, a card game with a partner, you play the partner in the first scenario. Then you learn like three card Monty and then into like card tricks with shuffling cards. So I've only done the first three episodes, I think out of 28 and it's interesting. I really like the, the art style and, uh, I don't know if the mechanics are that fun. The game it reminded me of the most, at least the first mini game or uh, controls, were very similar to my favorite portion of what remains of Edith Finch in the uh, fish plant, where you kind of have to do two things at once. So I think it's going to build on that idea. At least I hope that's what it builds on. Um, and not getting caught, I think, is the goal. Like as you're tricking people going through the game, you don't want to get caught because I saw there's a permadeath mode as well, where if you make one mistake, people say you're cheating them out of money and they kill you, which that the game kind of establishes uh, early on. So I was digging it. I uh, didn't play it much, but I thought it was pretty polished and surprisingly told you uh, it's best played with a controller, which I was not expecting. A card game, I almost expected uh, mouse uh, to be a control option. So, uh, pretty good. Decent game. I, only 40 minutes in, though. So, tough to give a full endorsement at this point. Cool. Uh, I played one more thing, which I was reminded of because it's Game Pass, just came on Game Pass, was Ninja Gaiden Sigma, so which I had never so played. So did I, before. actually. <laughs> yeah. So, I actually had never played this game, and I remember uh, a roommate in college loved this ninja gaiden series and i always watch him play and it looked way too fast and frantic for me but i must say once you're in there kind of like button mashing 
it's quite smooth and they really do a good job of like getting you to use your defenses to block just enough to like counter and I was really I was really digging it actually I thought it was really fun uh, I didn't make it very far I maybe only played half an hour or so yeah the but- combat's good the I like the the block and then dodging out of the block but the yeah. the, the camera is obviously very camera, da- is dated the, and the camera is a problem the uh you know i remember that back in the day like the fixed camera was tough to get around and i always found it too hard but i was full disclosure shit at games then i thought i was good at games i was a complete loser i was a piece of shit who didn't understand video games and thought they did <laughs> i was the worst so uh, I, I wanted to go back and be like, man, how fucking stupid and pathetic was I in 2003? And it turns out pretty fucking stupid and pathetic because this game isn't that hard, at least yet. So, uh, yeah, I'm digging it. I'm fucking digging it. I was pretty stupid and pathetic back then because I remember being so excited about Ninja Gaiden on Xbox. Played it. Couldn't beat the first boss. Sold it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, you got to do the test. You got to play it now. Yeah, there I should. You go. I really should. See yeah, if you're still try. stupid and pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else to discuss? No. That's it. All right. Check us out on youtube.com forward slash game junk, uh, film junk for Sean on Twitter, Mind Commute, and Equilibrium Sis for Huck. Next week, who knows? This was already kind of a lull after the big showcases, so uh, maybe worse next week. Prepare for the worst. Uh, Discord links are in the YouTube uh, videos as well. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.